Hello, it is July 7th, 2022, and welcome to the S-Rank Media Club. Today, we've got discussion on Free Guy and our ranking of that. Um, we're going to get into discussion of loot boxes, uh, gambling in games, and uh, mobile game profits. Uh, then we're going to have a little bit of a conversation about the Final Fantasy remake. And then we've got some other news topics lined up from the past week. Um, yeah, so Quinn, how was your week? Not bad, not bad. Not not a lot happening with the long weekend, so I played a lot of uh, Valorant this weekend, trying to you know rank up with the the new uh, rank structure in place now, so it's kind of, we're seeing what's where everybody the, falls. What's their new structure? So they added a new rank set called Ascendant between Diamond and uh, Immortal. Okay. So it's it's at the top, kind of at the top of the rank structure. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really sure how that was going to affect, you know, the the kind of the stratification of all the different ranks. Yeah. And it turns out that pretty much anything below diamond, you're you're getting pushed up about a rank and a half to two ranks. Um, so they made the ends very, you know, the percentage of people at the top and the bottom is a lot smaller than it was before. So, yeah, it's like a bigger um, bell. Right. True. Um, so kind of interesting to see what's happening with that. Cause I was, I peaked silver three mm-hmm. and now I'm gold one right now, which I think is kind of right around silver two from last, last I season gotcha. or last act. So, gotcha. um, I guess we'll see kind of how, you know, the ranked, um, plays out and see where everybody kind of lands. There's been a mm-hmm. little bit of data coming out about it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of where I was getting my estimations, but, uh, but yeah, so it's just something to look out for. Gotcha. Um, uh, last Saturday, I know I, or last week I had talked about this VR experience that, um, me and my fiance were going to do and we did go and do that on Saturday night and it was a lot of fun. So it was, yeah, walk us through the whole kind of thing. Yeah. So we, um, it's, you only are in the game for. 30 minutes which mm-hmm. initially we were kind of like oh like that's not that long like we're avid gamers we know like how fast you know right. time goes when you're playing <laughs> yeah. video games especially when it's something you enjoy yeah so we were a little um worried that it was going to be too long but that didn't end up being the case but i'll get to that in a second so we got there and then they walked us through kind of what we were doing you get a backpack which mm-hmm. has your vr headset and then your heads your headphones it was like a it was a um What's the company that has the snakes? I'm blanking on it. The snakes. As their uh, emblem. Razor? Yeah, Razor. I don't know why I couldn't think of it. Yeah, they, yeah. so they have Razor headsets. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of VR headsets they had, but um, there was eight of us at once. So okay. um, we we picked a game where it was essentially like zombie survival. Okay, that sounds cool. And so you just fight mm-hmm. zo- waves of zombies, kind of like Call of Duty um, in a way. And there's different traps and there's like you can like shoot barrels that'll explode and stuff like that. So, so how's the environment? So you're like in a VR environment and then you can see all the other players essentially yeah. there too. Is there like yeah. a thing, like a safety thing? Like, hey, don't hit the other people. <laughs> yes, yes. That was one of the biggest things was whenever you got too close to a another person, it would oh. show up in the middle of your screen. And uh, it would kind of give you a reference point of how close you were to them yeah. and how close they were to you. And it would essentially give you a warning like, oh, like you need to back up. There's a person here. 
Um, and then was there it? was the walls too. Cause we were in like kind of a rectangular room. Mm -hmm. And so you had a little bit of freedom to move. Um, but if you got too close to the wall, it would actually pause the game so oh, for dang. everybody. So it would pause the game for oh. everybody and then you have to back up. How close um, could you, was it, it was probably, it's probably, um, pretty cautious with how close you can get i'm guessing i think so uh, yeah. i mean you, you don't it, deal it's with the liability, liability right, right? Yeah. yeah yeah so um so initially when we got there they explained all the different you know parts the gun and then we went in there and we actually got to like you made like a gamer tag or whatever so then you shot your gamer tag and then you stood on these kind of like virtual reality pedestals and then it, huh? it put us into the game yeah and then the first game it was like this weird like wasteland like zombie survival so we were essentially just surviving waves and waves of zombies that were coming from all different um places and so kind of everybody had their own little window i guess where's okay. that going from and you could um switch between four different weapons i believe okay. or maybe three so you had a it was like a ak type rifle mm -hmm. um like a shotgun but it was like a dual a dual shot it wasn't like a double barrel gotcha. maybe it was a double barrel but yeah. um and then a crossbow so mm -hmm. i didn't use the crossbow very much because i didn't think it was very useless or useful because you had to reload every bolt but sure um you what i did found the, and what i found the easiest was after my ak would you know run out of ammo i just switched the shotgun so I, I guess in how in depth was the VR game experience then? Did you find it to be too thin or was it did it feel like there was actually some like depth of content to what you were playing? I I think for what it was, I think it did very well. Obviously the graphics weren't spectacular. Yeah. But it still felt like I was there and mm -hmm. you know, I was enjoying myself and it felt like I was, you know, actually shooting the zombies and I was scared of the zombies coming at me right not like overly scared but like yeah well because I, I the one uh the vr thing i've done before it was a game where you like you would cast spells and stuff but then you were on a pillar and the ground just opened up beneath you and you're just standing on the pillar and i i kind of have a slight fear of heights so i was like oh shit oh yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah no that that kind of vr seems really interesting i mean if they could i don't know almost perfect it further but it's it's like a thing that would be fun if you could play it for long periods of time in like a full game sense. Yeah. Um, going back to that length of time, mm -hmm. after a half an hour, you do get very tired yeah. because you have to hold up the gun. Right. So you're constantly holding the gun up and you're moving as well. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when you're playing a regular video game, you're kind of just sitting there. So that's right. something I think that's when my fiance and I finished, we both got out and we're like, we were sweaty and like our arms hurt from holding the gun for so long. We're like, okay, I can see why a half so, an hour is a good length of time. Yeah. How long until we get this in like, uh, this gets kind of, uh, simplified down into a form that can be worn to where this is like your exercise class. You can just go, go do some VR for an hour. I, I think it's probably close. Honestly. I mean, you obviously you need a, a strong enough PC to run, however many right. VR like headsets and and actually load up a server and stuff like that mm -hmm. with with decent graphics sure. um, i think it's more of a cost thing right right it's almost like somebody's got to develop a way to make it work in like a larger operation sense 
because that would be like a cool way to get your workout in is go right. play some zombie fight for an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gotcha. That's yeah, cool. That was fun though. Uh, we played two games. The first game you didn't have to reload. Uh-huh. And the second game was like it was like a military option or operation where we were okay. shooting zombies that were coming at us. So yeah. Um, I think I would have liked to be able to move a little bit more because right. I felt like I was kind of confined to my own bubble because I didn't want to run in the wall or I didn't want to run sure. the person next Can, to me. Yeah. So, so it'd be like cool if you could do something like that with like two or three people to have like more space. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we, we do do that in the future, but yeah. I know they do have a Far Cry game oh, gotcha. as well. And I'm not sure what, what you do in that, but I'm assuming that's a little more um, movement based just from knowing what Far Cry is. But but yeah, so a lot of fun. would recommend it. It's called Zero Latency. If you know, if anybody has it around them, I, the only one I know of is in the Dallas area. But I, I looked on their website. They have it in multiple countries around the world. And, and I think they're you know continuously expanding. It doesn't seem like you need a lot of work to get it set up. Mm-hmm. You just need to buy the equipment find a room that, you know, fits the right dimensions and then obviously run the software and all that and no overhead, but. Ooh. So I um, could just, I could just, you know, I just need a big enough room. I just need to buy a big barn and I could just play this. Well, we played, it was like a strip mall. So it was like, you, you don't really need that much room. It reminded me a lot of like Zap Zone. If you remember oh, Zap yeah, Zone. yeah, yeah, yeah. Laser tag. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. So. <laughs> We'll see. We'll probably go back and try it. It's a little expensive. I think it was like 50 bucks a person for a half an hour. So it's True. not something you're going to do like every week, but it's definitely something to try and they have different games. So yeah. we'll probably go back and I'll let you guys know if we you know, do anything yeah. else. That sounds really cool. If I had one around mm-hmm. here, I'd definitely try that. I, I, you know, I have a 3080 now, so I could get start getting into VR and I've been interested, but I, I've been like waiting. It's always like the next generation is going to be where it hits. Right. But, yeah. 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 We'll see. Um, other than that, I did play a little bit of Fortnite. I redownload Fortnite because I was craving some sort of like shooter game that wasn't tactical. Fort, but it you was all right. You couldn't, you couldn't go with any <laughs> other choice. I didn't really want to download anything. <laughs> I think I was free. I didn't want to play Warzone. Warzone is kind of. Uh, yeah. I was, myself yeah. play it. I'm past Warzone now too, but um, I the other one was Apex, but I would get shit on an Apex because the movement in that game is is insane. There's a lot of good single player FPS games out there. Wolfenstein. Like oh, I do have. I did get the Wolfenstein one of them for free on like, Epic Games. That's a fun game. That. Doom Sniper Elite Five. Doom. I guess I should have checked that Xbox Game Pass. There's I, a ton on there. Yeah, I should check that out. <laughs> It wasn't too bad. It was it was interesting to see all the different things that have changed since I played it a while ago. Yeah. And I played it on no build mode, so I didn't have to worry about the sweaty, sweaty kids. But uh, <laughs> I probably won't play it anytime soon. But it was just kind of something interesting from the week. Um, and then last thing, Rumbleverse versus I should say another open beta or open play test. I guess mm-hmm. um, this weekend. Th- this weekend. Yeah, um, I believe starting saturday through monday or maybe friday through sunday I yeah I, those dates i had put my email in so i if i am allowed into this one i'll give it a try yeah so i'll probably play it a little bit see if they you know have updated anything balanced anything or added any new modes and get back to you guys next week so i gotcha but that's about it 
Nick. Um, Kudrow, how was your week? Uh, not too bad. Uh, pretty low-key week, all things considered. Uh, probably the biggest thing I did this week, uh, and I know, Colton, you've been investing some time in it as well. Uh, I played. I finally played the DLC to uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's been sitting on my PS5 for months. Yeah. I, uh, final. So I finally got around to playing that. Actually, kind of. Actually, almost made me want to go do a hard a hard mode playthrough of the uh, the original game. Oh, there's a hard mode playthrough. Yes. Yeah, you so, know, I uh, guess I do remember hearing about that. You have to beat the game first. Yep. Gotcha. And then, uh, and then you have like the option of chapter select, so you can kind of go back through. Uh, with your cleared save data, and you can kind of select the uh, you oh. know, if you want to replay any of the chapters, and then you can select the difficulties for them. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you get to keep all your material levels and stuff, and then go play hard mode. Pretty much. Oh, that's a pretty cool. I didn't know that's how it worked. Yeah, so it's kind of like almost like your new game plus function, just uh, yeah, just with an increased <laughs> difficulty. Yeah, it's almost exactly like a new game plus, really. Interesting. Yeah, I've been putting a ton of time into not the. The DLC, but the base game, which came out on Steam like a week ago. So, but are you liking it so far? I, it's awesome. It's so awesome so far. Like, I, I, I played Final Fantasy VII, um, you know, back growing up, and I had played it once within the last five years, like half of it, and I like Final Fantasy games. And I didn't, I'd been waiting. I'm like, you know, when this comes out on PC, I'm going to play it. And then it came out on the Epic store and I was like, well, maybe not that much. So <laughs> I didn't buy it on there. So then when it came to steam, I was like, you know what? I feel like playing it, bought it the day it came out with the discount that, and I played so much of that game over the uh, holiday. Um, I've been having so much fun with that game and that uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake just, it, it's like it wouldn't work. Nobody would make that game the way it is. Just like it, if it was not a remake of Final Fantasy VII. Because like they have all these weird fucking mini games that are like kind of rev- referential to like Final Fantasy VII original game. That should be dumb, but they're so much fun. Like you do this one where you you dance as Cloud. And you have to let it's basically becomes like a, a rhythm game. And then there's another one, my favorite one, where you have to do squats. Oh, and yeah. you just you just you're pressing buttons to do squats. And then you come back later and it's harder and you're you're Tifa instead of Cloud and you're doing pull-ups. And I it's just so fun. Like and I don't there's definitely nostalgia involved, but I I just can't get over how much fun I'm having with that game. And the way the material system works is really cool. Um, The combat system is a ton of fun. You like, you're just, it's like real time, but then you can pause to use abilities and then it, it slows it down to like super slow. So you're a bit, you've basically stopped time and you can use abilities with any character or swap to any character on your team. And just the way all that stuff comes together and you start getting faster at it and you're, it's just a lot of fun. And then it's got, your final fantasy seven story. And they like kept (laughs) like they took the blocky character movements from the PS one. And they're like, what if they still had this base of movement, but we upgraded it to like current day. And it's, it's wild. Like you just see them make these movements and you're like, Oh, that's literally the 
animation from the PlayStation, but they like souped it up to like be a modern thing. And like, cause on the, on the PlayStation, they had to make all of their movements big and exasperated because they were all blocked. So the graphics weren't super good, but <laughs> they just kept that shit for this one. And it's amazing. Um, but yeah, so far I've been having so much fun with that game. I will probably finish it this weekend. I think unless it's way longer than I think it is, but I think I'll finish it this weekend. Probably. Uh, what, ch- what chapter are you on right now? 14, 15, 14 or 15. Oh, you'll easily finish it this weekend. There's only okay. there's 17 chapters in the main okay. quest line. And then I thought... you have two chapters with the integrate DLC. The, the DLC took me I uh, between eight and nine hours to finish. Gotcha. So I mean, you could probably have the whole thing beaten by the end of the week. Yeah, but I, I, at this point, I'm going to finish it, and I'll come back ne- next week, give my overall thoughts, but... um. Man, that game's a lot of fun, and I am definitely looking forward to the sequel whenever I get that in like three years. So, is I'm a newcomer to Final Fantasy. I've never played any Final Fantasy games, and are all Final Fantasy games aren't equal, right? Like, there's some good ones and there's some bad ones because there's what there's. We're all great, Quinn. They've never made yeah. a bad one. <laughs> um, there's more than seventeen if you're counting all the side games, but. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah there. I mean, the mainline ones have a lot of similarities, and they've changed over the years. Like, I, I mean, you can see similarities in all the battle systems over the years, and you can see evolution of it. But I'd consider each one of them a separate thing if you're talking about like, I don't know how you feel about one or the other. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm just curious. I did see you playing all weekend on Discord, though. Every time I open Discord, yeah, Voltron's playing, playing yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Um, yeah, the only other thing I played a bit of was I was playing more Hollow Knight. Um, and I got to the final boss in Hollow Knight. Um, and I came, I think I came pretty close to beating him once. but um, So I still need to beat him. Um, but after that, I, I got to the, I started doing some of the side quests in there and the DLC stuff. Um, I don't know how far I'll get with that. I'll definitely beat the final boss at some point. Um, but yeah, Hollow Knight still sits at an A for me. Gotcha, but I gotcha. do like it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else for you this week, Kudra? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, as I said, it's pretty pretty uneventful week, all things considered. Yeah. All right. Well, we can. Uh, we'll move into our. Uh, weekly group media so over the past week we all watched free guy discussion or we all watched free guy and we're going to discuss it here um hopefully some of you out there watched along with us but uh so free guy um ryan reynolds is the main character and his name is guy and he is an npc character in a game and then through the power of hot women he is able to ascend beyond that and uh, that's that's kind of the whole story there. <laughs> <laughs> you can give a little more, can't you? That feels really reductionist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, but I don't feel like it was that bad, was it? I don't. I, I, okay, so the a lot of the concepts in the movie I liked. Um, you know, I thought a lot of the um, the. 
the like video gamey NPC character stuff was really cool. But then it it would do these other things that I found super kind of irritating. Um, you know, like there's all it wants to put all these like five second music cuts in there for like a laugh. And it's like like where he goes to jump on the wrecking ball and then he misses that they play the wrecking ball song and then he misses it and they play that Mariah Carey song. I guess the Mariah Carey one's okay. They're doing a callback there with it. But but it just felt like it was trying to get so much cheap, low-hanging fruit for the jokes. And the way it makes fun of streamers and gamers feels like 10 years too late. Um, It just feels like if you're going to make fun of streamers, you got to do a little more depth at, at this point than what they did. Um, it feels very like surface level making fun of streamers. And when it's a this movie, if you don't play video games at all, I'm not sure the, the initial concept might be take you a while to figure out. So like if you're doing it for that level of people who understand video games and then you're not really getting any depth on streamers. I mean, they got famous streamers, but then they're just like, hey, I'm a streamer. And then they all say the same thing in five clips and then then you get your overblown villain from the company who's also a cartoon character. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys, what did you guys think? I didn't love it. I thought it was good. I thought it was ambitious. I think for some of the reasons you're, you're talking about because of how, like how small the kind of that, uh, that area is right for the general population population, Mm -hmm. at least like, you know, if you game, I think, and, and you you know the streamers and stuff like that, you understand it very well. But I think that's always a struggle when you're going to make a video game mm-hmm. movie. How are you going to get all all of the audience members to understand what's going on, to see all these IP drops that you've added in and all these streamers, like you said, that they added in? Right. And I think they did do a little too much, like you were saying, where they were just trying to grab as much... Yeah, how many times can we put Pokemon in here? Well, she was only there like three times, but like, <laughs> but yeah, like you said, they were all kind of saying the same thing. Um, who was it? Septic was in there too. Ninja was in there. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. But um, yeah, it, uh, but they did drop like a lot of IP stuff in there. Like they had Star Wars. They did oh, the Star Wars. The Star Wars dropped it for me once. The, once the whole lightsaber thing. <laughs> I was just like, what? Why? I, right. I, I think I have a problem with over-referencing things, and I think it's really popular in, like, pop culture movies at this time, and I can't stand most of it because I feel like most of it's done without any reason. Like, in this movie, he says, what you talking about, Willis? Why does he say that? <laughs> what What is the connection there? That's for, what's it, from different strokes? Like, I, I if you're going to make some kind of thing like that have some kind of connection or reason it's just like you're just they're just throwing as much shit at a wall as they possibly can and like i feel like i'm being treated like a toddler when i when they do shit like this to me i'm like okay okay oh you got a lightsaber well this is a great movie now right but i i don't know i I feel like i've become really cynical about (laughs) this kind of thing in movies and i don't know when it happened but it like it irks me so much when the, it, like I see it overdone and that's yeah. what, and, but then there were concepts about this 
movie I liked. Like I loved the getting the glasses on and seeing the UI and then like the, the leveling up stuff was cool. Um, the, I, I, the character interaction was interesting. I didn't, I didn't hate that. Like where he's like an NPC and then like, she's a human character and that stuff's, that stuff's good. I, I think the other stuff kind of took me out of it a little bit and soured my taste. Um, which maybe yeah. is the flaw in my reviewing of movies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it was one that Ryan Reynolds really couldn't save, which I think that's a lot of the times is his his uh, reason for being there. But um, I was just going to run. Let me run through the kind of yeah, broader like, yeah, plot yeah. line of what goes on. Yeah, you on. walk so, us through it. Let's do it. So, so it starts off with Ryan Reynolds. He's the NBC, like Colin said. Um, and then come to find out he's in a video game. Um, he works at a bank. So since he's an NPC, he just goes to the bank, works and goes home and repeat the cycle essentially. Yeah, he's in a loop. Right. And so then we find out outside the game, the game is called Free City, which to me, it was literally just GTA 5, just kind of a ripoff. So GTA 5, but obviously they can't use GTA 5 as, as their game. So um, it's called Free City and it's essentially... All these um, real-world gamers can do all these missions. They can kill all the NPCs. They can customize their character. Um, they can shoot anybody. Like they gain money, and then you can customize your person and buy a house and buy vehicles. So when it comes down to it, it really is just GTA V, and that's kind of the base for the sh- the movie. Um, come to find out, there's these two developers outside that essentially gave the rights to the game that they created to Tsunami, which is kind of a play on, I think, Konami, right? Um, games. Oh, I didn't. It's yeah, like, maybe. Oh, yeah. I, an evil, basically an evil gaming megacorp is kind of right. the idea. And so this guy, they can't prove it, but they, they know he took their code and essentially made Free City with it and then lied about it. And so they're, they're trying to bring him down. Um, and essentially get their game back. And so come to find out, like Colton was saying, Ryan Reynolds kind of wakes up because he was programmed by Keys, his name, one of the developers of the game, to want a woman, like his dream girl. Um, and so he finally sees his dream girl, which is happens to be the other developer who's in the game looking for, you know, secrets and... He falls in love and it breaks, kind of breaks his NPC loop. So now he's he's all like, I can make decisions for myself. Like he's not stuck in that loop of getting up um, out of bed and going to work. Now he like wants to go find this woman. Turns out he ends up taking somebody's, uh, a real gamer's glasses or sunglasses, which allows him to see the UI. And so he just keeps gaining more and more knowledge and confidence and he becomes this personality, this gaming personality, essentially. That's he, that's recognized across the world. So he's this he's this mysterious blue shirt guy that's like doing good in the game, and everybody loves him. And so these developers essentially use him to try and find the secret area within the game that proves that this is their game. And when when you water it down, it's really just a love story. It's like 
he falls in love with her and then she gives him a kiss and it gives him the strength to, to move forward and there's a happy ending and that's really what, what it is. And then there's all these different um, IP things thrown in there. Like you said, music's thrown in there. Um, yeah. They put I, unfinished piece on PC in there named dude. That's like Ryan Reynolds on steroids. Um, but did yeah, you so. like, did you guys like the music in this? I, I didn't care for the, the music track overall. I felt like it, it felt, it felt like cheap to me. I don't, none of the music worked for me. I mean, in this yeah. whole movie. I mean, I like, I like, uh, what's it called? Fantasy by Mariah Carey. I like that song. So I thought it was a, a decent choice, but <laughs> yeah, like well, you said, I, the wrecking ball and then well, all the other music that music, I guess I like the score of the movie kind of too. Oh yeah. I, I didn't find a lot of the score in it to be very good. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really, I don't know, focus on that. I was more focused on what, what, the characters were saying and every time they would say something like pretty cringy i like oh i see what you're trying to do but no there was some funny things where like somebody was teabagging an npc in the background yeah, that gave me a good right? laugh but like i think it comes down to they tried to just throw way too much into this movie and and it didn't work well i mean you had talked about like the lightsaber like i just don't understand why like, I feel like it would have been a cooler thing if, like, it was, like, some kind of, like, I don't know, epic loot that he found as opposed like, why is a lightsaber the thing that you're referencing in here? Like, if you had referenced something that's much more ingrained in video game culture, like, I understand Star Wars is nerd culture, but but it just seems like a, a big reach to, like, lightsaber. Like, it's like the whole idea was... In like the meeting, hey guys, what if we put a lightsaber in there? <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> I do love how I do love how you're so focused on the lightsaber and not Captain America's shield, which also made an appearance there. <laughs> I might have. I, I, I literally yeah, I feel okay. like it's just. I, it's, you're it's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, and. I, one thing I did like uh, Channing Tatum, this how he's the streamer guy when when he meets guy and he gets really excited. But yeah, that was, was, was kind of weird how sexual he was getting. I, I like kind of got it, but I was like, yeah. they're they're going a little too far with it. But yeah. I think, I think the lightsaber and stuff like that is more of just they're trying to keep the audience that maybe isn't gamers within the movie because that's mm -hmm. like something that's pretty universal that still connects back to gaming, but is kind of overall cultural thing. So yeah, like true. Marvel lightsaber um the wrecking ball like all those different things are like outside cultural references that can help the movie essentially wait is this keeping... a disney movie yeah uh, it's a disney movie that's why i said oh that they have to show i was gonna say IDs, you know that's yeah. why they're all there I just... yeah. god damn it <laughs> i'm but... a bit i feel like in the end i'm a bit just grossed out by its uh I don't know what you, I need to think of a word for what that is where you shove as many references as you can. Um, I feel like space jam did a lot of that too. Uh, space jam two. Sorry. Okay. I've never like, seen it, but it, not great. I, I watched it in the background one time and man, they just cram every possible reference they can in there. It's like, what do yeah. we own? <laughs> right. I, I would say I would still recommend it just to watch it for a good, like Colton said, either background movie or just something to watch that 
you know, it's kind of funny to see all these different references and, and see kind of a gaming movie that takes a different take because I think the idea of it is actually really smart. Mm-hmm. It's kind of more current, like with AI and how the AI is becoming sentient and, and that sort of thing. And so I think that's a really cool idea of how they um, weave that into the, to the plot. But if you're looking for something that really like draws you in and like gets you satisfied at the end i wouldn't say this is for you this is more of like a a surface level movie that gives you all the different references that you could ask for and has ryan reynolds in it so i i do agree with you that was like that part of it was good kudra Um, what's your overall take on this one uh, i mean i i I might be a little bit higher he loves it I actually, I actually kind of like this movie. <laughs> All but, right, I mean, tell, tell us the great things. I'm here to listen. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I see, I hear you having problems with cutaway gags. I, I don't have as much of a problem with those. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, the one cutaway gag specifically that pointed out was like, you know, when he pulls out Captain America's shield, and then it just pulls away to Chris Evans for looking at his screen like, what the hell? Uh, I mean, I felt like the comedy with this game was mostly on point. Um, I do think there were a lot of interesting concepts in this movie, even if they weren't necessarily as thoroughly fleshed out as maybe they could have been. Like, I I think I actually really do think the idea of because, like, you know, the programmer made this NPC who's in love and they're both in love with the same woman. I mean, that probably could have been a little gotten a little bit more fleshed out, but I do think it is a it's a fascinating concept to introduce. Yeah. So I, but I mean, just like what you said, there are problems with it. Like I know with the writing, like one of the things that they went into like great detail about with the movie was how, you know, the programming had expanded and then they did the hard server reset. And then that caused a guy to lose all of his memories of his going ons with, uh, uh, God, why Millie. am I so bad with character names? Yeah. Millie. And then, you know, he had the whole like, five minutes where oh well, i just gotta kiss him and get his memories back which oh yeah big problem there we went over in the movie before this point how there's no keyboard command to do that and right. then she does it and i was like well you can't do that that's not listen you only just... npcs can do that <laughs> yeah. i don't know to me it was just one of those things where it's like this 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 problem got introduced and resolved so quickly it's almost yeah. like why was it in here in the first place Right, make that a more drawn out kind of thing that happens. Yeah, but it didn't work with all the other shit they needed to pack in there to reference all their other IPs. So <laughs> they had to relegate that to the end. They're like, "Well, I'm surprised there was no uh, Deadpool, or is Deadpool is that Sony? Well, Deadpool, no, Dead, Disney, well, right? Deadpool is Marvel Fox because oh. it's now. Well, it was Fox. Oh. And Disney bought Fox. Oh, right. I believe that was that was after this movie was made. Wait, Deadpool is a Marvel oh, okay. character, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, he's a Marvel character, but but there's weird licensing with like kind of like Spider-Man. Four. Yeah, I think he's like one of those mutant things where Fox had where Fox had like all of the. Isn't he uh, an X-Men? Gosh, don't you wish that Sony had the same deal with Fantastic Four that they had with Spider-Man where they had to make a new Fantastic Four movie like every three fucking years? <laughs> God, that'd be amazing. Oh. Well, now with One. Disney actually having Fantastic Four back, we might actually get a good movie of that. They'll probably put like lightsabers in it or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
was what's his name Krasinski is gonna be Mr. Fantastic, right? Oh really? Yeah, well that because that was already in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Oh, spoilers. Spoilers. I'm just <laughs> um, I haven't seen it, but I don't care that much. Um, my last thing on that, I do love when movies do like, oh, the whole world's watching type of things, like where everybody stops what they're doing and oh, yeah. everybody in the world is watching what's going yeah. on, like in, in the in the in the downtown of the city. It's all on the billboards and right. on everybody's TVs, and it's all dramatized. I think that's yeah. I think that's really funny. But okay. There is one question I wanted to ask you, Colton, because you mentioned yeah. like, you know, making fun of like, you know, streamers. And I don't know, I, I guess I never got the sense that Disney was like making fun of them with this movie. I, I Not not as much, I guess, more so a streamer comedy, I'll call it um, like how the uh, the Channing Tatum guy. Uh, I don't know what the, the character's name is, but when it goes back to him and his mom's vacuuming the floor. And it's like, well, if he's this super popular streamer, he's probably actually making a bunch of money. Right. Um, Not that I, sock. Just, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Right. It, it, it just like treats every streamer like a, a nerdy 12 year old level of maturity child when they when they actually are a character. And then all the other streamers are literally just there to give like six words of dialogue that's nearly inconsequential and then they got five more streamers to say the exact same thing i i i don't know yeah maybe it's not just making fun of them but i feel like they were trying to like have this aspect of streamers in the movie and i felt like it didn't it wasn't very good they were very they were like well they shouldn't have even been there or like yeah. pick like two or three of them make them better i agree with that i think i think from my perspective, what they were trying to do was do kind of like a current event type of thing and uh, and use the streamers as like the current events type of, of way of showing what's going on in the real world, how the, the gaming culture is reacting. So you have these high profile streamers like Pokimane or Pokemon, however you want to say your name. Um, I'm blanking on the other guy's name. He's pretty big, the British dude, and then Ninja, and then there was one more, I think. But I think that was kind of like their role was was to kind of try and make it more realistic. So mm -hmm. like try and be like, oh, like if this actually happened in the real world, this is how the streamers would react. Like this is how gaming news would, you know, kind of get passed along, sort of thing. Um and I think it was a good idea, but like you said, I don't think it was executed great. And mm -hmm. so um I think that was definitely a miss, but yeah, I, it's, I'm not saying there's somebody out there that's doing great video game movies, but you know, I, I don't, I don't love it. I mean, I, I, do you guys want me to uh, give the low score first or <laughs> go ahead? So I, I think I was sitting at, you know, halfway through the movie, maybe like a C, but then I felt like it just got there's so I got really sick of the the lightsaber. I was just like, oh fuck this. I don't need a lightsaber right here. And D plus. I, I I like that I like some of the base ideas of the movie in like the entering the game world and the, the NPC character. And I like that stuff. Ever it's like they took this base of a good movie and then they took a Disney boardroom to discuss how they can fucking 
add as much bullshit IP in there as possible and to make it like a friendly Disney movie instead of taking that base concept and making a good movie. But yeah. so D plus is, is where I'm at on this one. Okay. You want to go next? Kudra? Uh, sure. Well, that's it. Uh, I, I, I feel like that's too low. I, I do like this movie. I, even if there are a few things here and there that don't necessarily work for me, I got a few good laughs, which is pretty rare for me in a lot of movies. I think it's a B. I think it's, I don't think it's too bad. I think it's got some great comedy moments. I think it presents some interesting concepts. I, I think it's worth, I think it's worth a good watch. Yeah. I definitely agree that I think people should watch it, especially if you're in the gaming and, and kind of media culture and, and news and stuff like that. Cause I think it has a little bit of everything that, you know, gets you excited and gives you a good laugh. Like Kudrow was saying, I think I'm at a C plus. Um, so I think it's, it's something you definitely should watch. Like when, when I was watching it and Ninja came on the, st- the screen, I was, I was, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> they got ninja. <laughs> so there's some of those things that you're just you kind of see first time. You're like, oh, that's cool that they you know were able to do that and, and stuff right. like that. But I think as the as it goes on, it's kind of it might get a little overdone. But I think it's still still something that you know people would enjoy and watch. So yeah, and it has Steve Harrington. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I think watch it, but I would say watch it on background, not a prime time viewing. Yeah, I disagree, but <laughs> but anyway. All right. Um, next week, our weekly group media experience will be Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2. Um, so we will go in-depth with spoilers on Season 4 Part 2. Um, so moving on to gaming and entertainment news topics this week. Uh, the big thing I had that in the... I saw Diablo Immortal. There's some stuff coming out about it having a profit of like it was it was some mass amount of money, but not really the important factor of this. The point is Diablo Immortal is making profits. It's a profitable game that's making money. And this seems to be the story with a lot of these mobile games. But then if you go look at any like gaming media out there like like games journalist there is a large segment of hate for it and if you go on twitter there's a large segment of hate for this game and it's just people bashing the game also a lot of them are playing it at the same time um but i i I can't it's hard for me to I feel like there's never any reason discussion about it. It's just people saying has loot boxes is bad, Um, which I'm not saying that Diablo Immortal's structure is great. I I haven't played Diablo Immortal, but I've played a ton of games with, you know, loot boxes, gambling mechanics. And what, what I just wonder is like, what what's the what's the line? Because it blew up with loot boxes. But it's not as if that didn't exist in tons of games before, like random chance drops you can buy. Um, I mean, there was less less purchasing of it before. So did that come up 
in relation to once purchasing stuff became more prevalent. Um, because I like in some old games you would play, there would be items that would take a ton of time to get and you couldn't just get it right away. But now it seems like if people play a game, they play a game for two weeks and they're like, I played this game for two weeks and I can't unlock this item. And then you get the other side of the problem where there's a person like, oh, I spent $500 on loot boxes trying to get this item. So then you're, you're running into a side of, of gambling addiction when you have the, the pay for pay to get like loot boxes in there. But then on the other side, like to have a long term gain, you have to have items that aren't just accessible immediately. Like there has to be an item like a, a, a buildup of things to get to. So I, I think it's a really hard thing. But but if you look at Diablo Immortal, it's making money. So what I, I don't know what the answer is to tell like, oh, don't put Diablo Immortal out because I don't like what it is. What about Elden Ring? Elden Ring is great. Like Elden Ring, right, they do it without, like you said, you still have to grind to get the oh, items. yeah. Yeah, no, but Elden Ring is awesome, for sure. Right, so I don't think, and I, I guess I, I can't say much about this because I have never played Diablo, and I know it's kind of like a looter game, right? Like you're Yeah, yeah if we're talking more in the lines right? of loot games, there's unlockable stuff. Right. But so maybe Elden Ring isn't the best example of that. That was just something that came to mind when you were talking yeah. about grinding for you know items and stuff like that but, sure um in terms of loot boxes the pay to win mechanic i think like you said the, well, the gambling addiction right so yeah and i think i would like to differentiate between pay to win and pay to cosmetic um, okay so is it cosmetics or is it is it in-game content that like allows you to play better or do so more Dia damage yeah or so diablo immortal i guess would be in the category because i believe you can increase stats because you can get gems and stuff and then like a game like overwatch which also was heavily criticized for loot boxes did not have um stat affecting stuff in right. loot boxes mm -hmm. and I, I i think i'm okay with either in different situations like obviously a, a competitive game like overwatch like fps game like obviously not cool if you have um pay to win elements a game like diablo where you are you're not really battling people i i don't know i guess i don't have interest in playing a game like that where you would pay to level up and then battle people um but it also makes a lot of money for blizzard so i can't see how blizzard's gonna be like you know what you guys said you don't want to play it. We'll stop making it. But then people are actually just playing it, and it's bringing in over a million dollars a day of revenue. Right. It's like a gamble that they took, right? It. I just. I don't know. Like, I think the like. The, what is the what is the argument that it can exist? I guess is is kind of the thing because everyone wants to say this is a terrible thing, but. I, it, it, it's a game somebody put out with gambling elements. There's gambling elements on all kinds of shit. You can go gamble in a lot of places. <laughs> right. So, and I'm not saying that I think this is a great game or this is the way to play games. It actually frustrates me that this is the Diablo people want to play when I'm pretty sure you'd have way more fun playing. If I was going to play Diablo, I'd play Diablo 2 or Diablo 3. 
the Diablo 2 remaster. But mm-hmm. I, I just can't. It, it's like maybe that there's no good answer, but it just seems like the idea is to just remove all sort of chance in video games. And I don't agree with removing chance from games. Well, let me yeah. ask you. A, let me ask you a yeah. question. Do you think this may be, and because Diablo Immortal is a free free to play on mobile, mm-hmm. do you think things like loot boxes and like you know the, you know paying to get certain loot, like you know that's a way to actually allow the game to make money? So would you consider that like, do you consider that something necessary for a free to play game? Because it's not the only one that has those elements. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, in the free model, right? They have to have some kind of income generation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you come up against that wall and I, you have to convince people to play better games, I guess, if you don't like it. I don't. <laughs> well, to me, it's, it goes back to what you're saying about who decides whether this type of game can be made. Right. And when it comes down to it, it's, it's up to Blizzard to make that decision. They obviously made the conscious decision to make this game yeah. with the model that they made it, yeah. believing that they would make money. And they're making a shit ton of money. So why would they stop? Even if they have a bunch of criticism. Right. They made a game. If people are going to play it, they're going to play it. Yeah. I think, like Kudra was saying, it's a free-to-play. Like It's expected nowadays when you make a free-to-play game that you need some sort of income stream that revolves around microtransactions and, and loot boxes and stuff like that. Um, whether you decide to make those only cosmetics or not, I think is, is a big decision. But... I think they were obviously going for something specific and they're sticking to their guns. I know that people were, even when it first came out, it was like, you need like a hundred, what was a hundred thousand dollars to unlock every single thing or something like that in the game. It was, it was some outrageous amount of money. Yeah. But this is like the FIFA ultimate team thing where they're like, Oh, if you got the best team, you'd have to spend, but that's not how FIFA ultimate team works. If right. you could have every best player, the whole like grind and like evolution of your team is gone. Like that's right. the whole progression of the FIFA Ultimate Team. I, yeah, it, it just <sighs> it it rose me the wrong way too. But I think it you know we live in a capitalist system, right? Where like you can make the game if you want to, and people yeah. are going to complain about it probably, but they they made it and they're making money so you can't really like blame them i don't blame them yeah if they were within legal boundaries i don't think there's really anything you can complain about i mean you can dislike the type of game that they made and not play it which i think is a a good way of you know speaking with your wallets we'll say right which Which isn't happening it seems like it has like 10 million downloads or something right so and maybe and, and all publicity is good publicity, right? So there's probably people that are like, oh, like I gotta go check this I don't, shit out. Like, I don't know if Blizzard <laughs> and Activision think that right now, but <laughs> I mean they've had so much bad publicity that like this is yeah this is from their their normal bad publicity. This is right. like <laughs> yeah way up there, but it's weird. I like the idea of like Diablo having rare gemstones that are hard to obtain and take a long time to grind to. But I do understand you get into gambling addiction issues. I just don't, I don't, I don't know where the like proper line is or what to do with it. But 
you know, and then you can say like, oh, well, just make it a game where you pay $60 and then you don't pay any more. And that's fine, too. But if it's a game where you're playing over the course of two years and it's got constant updates, that doesn't really work out in terms of a because there's always a lot of frustration over games charging any sort of money. But it's like people forget for a game that gets continually updated like that. There has to be some kind of income stream for that. And I'm not saying they're all charging fair prices, but. It, it is a thing like there has to be some kind of profit for them to keep updating games. And I feel like that gets like always washed out in the discussion of like, you know, oh, my God, there's a $30 skin. Don't buy it. Like, <laughs> like I right. just, you don't have to have every skin in the game. Like, that's not how it's designed. It's designed so, you know, you can have this cool thing. Look at this cool thing I got. And then Kudrow's got a cool thing. Not as cool as my thing, but still pretty cool. <laughs> right. I mean, you could make the argument that they exploit that, right? But oh, for that... sure. Oh, there's all kinds. Yeah, just like just like gambling does instead. Right. Like, yeah. But back to your point about how they're constantly updated, I do think that's a good point because mm. when you know when games came out a while ago, like you're still paying sixty dollars for a game, right? But there was no patches. There was no live updates. Like. Once there was a glitch in the game, like that glitch was there to stay. And like you still paid the $60 for the game, knowing that they're not going to fix it. Nowadays, you still get charged, you still charge $60. Maybe it has gone up a little bit with inflation or, or whatnot, but yeah. But okay. now they're updating right. the game all the time. So they, they got to be able to pay their, their staff and their developers if they're going to continually pour resources and time into the game for just a $60 game. So. I think the business model has to adapt, right? Maybe not to the level of Diablo Immortals, but um, I think there is a middle ground there. Yeah, and I, I think if you want to play games super cheap, there is way more opportunity to play cheap games than there was 10 to 15 years ago. Like right. there's the so many better... Yeah, there's so many better video game sales. There's so many amazing five-year-old games you can just pick up on a cheap sale for like five bucks. There's so many games you can play for free and you can spend little money or you can spend no money, honestly. Right. It's just cosmetic stuff you can't get. I So, and I, I, I get people's frustration when it's like a $60 game and then you have like, it's like a single player game and then there's some kind of microtransactions. I could see where that would be annoying, but I, yeah. I just think it needs to be measured with the fact that in some games, like I think it's okay to have like, especially um, online service games. Like it's, I think it's totally understandable to have to buy things sometimes in games. I like, I would buy loot boxes and overwatch just cause I liked overwatch. At one point I had a bunch of skins. I'm like, you know, I'll buy $10 of boxes this event just because I played the game a ton. And, and I just, but right. it's yeah. like a personal decision type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't recommend Diablo Immortal, but if you want to change it, you need to convince people to stop playing bad games. <laughs> like, right. um, that seems to be a problem in the gaming community where people complain about stuff and they continue to play it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Um, all right. Well, I'm sure that topic will come up again in the future, but I think so. Um, any other gaming entertainment news topics you guys got that you want to talk about? Um, I did see it today. I don't know if we talked about it previously, but they're yeah. in Elden Ring. 
there's a guy named Let Me Solo Her, which is yeah. essentially somebody that Melania. gets summoned that yeah that fights yeah. Melania for you, and he just wears a jar, and then he has I think two katanas, and mm-hmm. so um, developers of Elden Ring from software actually recognized the guy because I guess he he hit a record for being three thousand or, time or something like that. Yeah, yeah three thousand times. What did they give him? So they gave him a like a bunch of the kind of merch. They gave him an actual sword. They give him like a map of of uh, the lands between, um, and then some a few other uh, hmm. kind of goodies, I guess you call them. So that's um, pretty cool. That was kind of cool. Something that you know that shows that From Software actually cares about their you know community, which I think is pretty obvious from from the game. But it's just cool that they're continuing to keep up with that trend. So yeah, I ordered the uh, there's a. Uh guidebook it's actually two books for the game that is not has not come out yet it got like delayed and then it was on sale on amazon for like 30 bucks each maybe 20 i think it might have been 30 but i bought both of them so i think once i get those i'm gonna get back into elden ring and continue up on my 160 hours <laughs> and maybe finish the game <laughs> it'll be a good time um Um, should I keep going? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I don't know if anybody follows Minecraft news, but uh, a guy named Technoblade recently passed away. He was like a very big Minecraft streamer slash content creator. He was mm-hmm. twenty three years old. Oh, wow. I believe. Um, he had cancer. Not sure what kind, but um, so he just passed away. I think last week. So there was a lot of kind of social media activity around him. Um, Mojang even put out their own kind of testimonial and an Easter egg for that. So now in the the Java launcher, his his skin was like a like a pig with like a crown and yeah. like a royal pig with a crown. And so they added a crown to the pig in the in the Java launcher, which is kind of hmm. cool. Um, hmm. I guess he was one of the most um, popular kind of streamers. Yeah, I've heard of, I've he, heard of him before, but I'd not, I've never seen anything of his stuff. Yeah, I've, I watched a few of his videos a while ago, but um, he put out a video either the day he passed away or the day after. It was called So Long Nerds, which kind of seems like he's taking a very humorous way of announcing that he died. Wow. Um, I think the first line of the video is like, if you're if you're listening to this, I'm dead or, or something like that. So pretty, pretty morbid, but he had his yeah. dad make it. And it's kind of cool, so I definitely recommend checking it out. It's on his YouTube channel. He has like almost seventy million views right now. So gotcha. lots of creators kind of uh, giving their condolences and stuff like that. So kind of cool, but sad, sad thing in the community. So Let's see if anything else happens. I know a lot of people are doing like tributes on their servers and stuff like that. So gotcha. Always cool um, to see people come together like that. Yeah, so the the guy who bought Nintendo stock to uh, <laughs> to ask about F Zero. <laughs> yeah, it was forty thousand dollars. <laughs> Real? That's how much it was. Jeez, he spent forty thousand dollars to get in with the board. So I saw that story, but what did they answer? <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I didn't see. I didn't. I, I, I didn't. didn't I, I just didn't saw like, through, but I just saw the headline. I was like, oh my god. Because I would like to play another F Zero. I've never played so. 
It's a fun game, but just wait till the new one comes out. When? Never. <laughs> <laughs> I do find it funny that Captain Falcon is probably more famous in Super Smash Bros. than he is in his right. own game. <laughs> right. That's I the mean, only way I know him. You, that might have been true on the GameCube. Like, I, I don't know if F-Zero on the N64 and GameCube was that popular. I think in Melee he might have been more popular from Super Smash Bros. Probably. I mean, they have some. They have some levels in other Nintendo games, like in Mario Kart. They have a an F Zero map, a race track, I, and then in in Melee, they have like a. I believe it's like a training course or something like that, right? That involves the the cars, and they have a, a stage that involves the Mute the City. Well, cars. there's Mute City. There's Big right. Blue. Um, is that all? Do they have another one? I think so. I think I later think on they get another one. Yeah, I think in Ultimate there's like. Three, yeah, I'm not as familiar with those. But I oh, wow. I don't know. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Any more? Any more news stories from you guys? Um, if you're in Las Vegas this weekend, Mr. Beast and Ninja are, are partaking in a League of Legends, uh, I guess tournament. What? Just two of them? Yeah. One v one. No, it's they they draft like a team. So like. What? So it's going to be a bunch of like content creators and streamers. And, oh, they draft. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty so, interesting. Yeah. Mr. Beast, I guess, challenged Ninja on Twitter. Hmm. Um, so that's taking place. It's a free event. And I guess you get like a nice like HyperX goodie bag if you if you go. So you get like a keyboard and mouse and then some other merch and stuff like that if you go. Um, that's in Las Vegas, I believe, on Saturday. So I'll probably check that out this weekend and see, see what's happening because... Yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch them play league against each other. My one of my friends who I play Valorant with, he's actually played League of Legends with Ninja in in one of his games. Not, I think he played against him, and he said he wasn't good. So <laughs> it could be a fair match. I, I don't think Mr. Beast plays League of Legends. So. <laughs> oh man, we'll see. Um, yeah. All right then. Uh, yeah, that's all we got for this week. So email your comments or questions to srankmediaclub at gmail.com. Um, as we said earlier, next week's group media experience is Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2. So we're going to go in-depth on spoilers and analysis of Season 4 Part 2. Watch it before next week. Um, and additionally, July is our month of Monster Hunter World on the PC. So... We played a little bit over the past week, and we'll be playing a lot more Monster Hunter here. Um, maybe give brief early thoughts next week, and then we'll do our full at the end of July. Um, I, I've played a good amount of Monster Hunter before. Um, I spent some time like getting back into it, and that game has controls of its own. But I'm, I'm starting to get used to the systems again. I am having fun getting back into it. I never finished the whole game originally, so... And then uh, Quinn and Kudro have not really played it at all before. So mm-hmm. we're uh, kind of really going to start working through that here the next two weeks. Um, if you want to jump in with us, join our Discord server. Um, we'll be playing Monster Hunter. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Boltron City. Um, we stream this show live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time. The audio version of the podcast uploads to podcast feeds Friday mornings on all podcast platforms. If you like the show, uh, please give us a follow on Twitch or YouTube and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. And we'll see you next week. See you guys.
See ya.